Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. We're talking about, um, I announced that it was about the idea of just making more time for magic, but really it's just how magic flows. Um, you know, it's important, obviously, to prioritize witchcraft, and it's important to think about how you can make more time for it. But I also think it's equally important to remember that, you know, we're humans, we are creatures of this planet, and so we are just as susceptible to the flow of energy as anything else. So, you know, the, you know, the moon goes through phases, the sun goes through phases, every single life between birth and death has these phases, and so we are just part of that. And so it's okay to have these periods of, you know, not being super consistent or um, not even practicing witchcraft for periods of time. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Maggie Hazeman. With that said, there's this idea of routine with your witchcraft practice, and so that's kind of what inconsistency is, is the opposite of the routine. And I have a one, I think one of my most popular blog posts is actually about how to make more time for magic. And I, in that, I share all of these different tips um, that that blog post turned into a course, which kind of expands on all of those tips. And that's a free course in Mumbles Academy as well. For more information on that, you can go to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 011. You all can take it if you're interested, if you haven't seen it yet, or if you want to review it. But um, in there, I share this routine that is, I, I talk about how routine is vital to witchcraft, um, to practicing witchcraft, uh, to make sure that you're regular and consistent. And, and like I said, I'll share some of those tips here. I'll link to the course and to the blog post that you can read about it. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to take this opportunity to talk more about the other side of that, the inconsistency, and how that is also important to witchcraft. So it's how can you, you know, how can you be both? How can you be both consistent and inconsistent? Um, so maybe it's more accurate to say that you're actually doing your best. So there's that uh, the four agreements, where the fourth one is to always do your best and that your best changes from day to day and from minute to minute even. So in one moment, your best may be um, just whatever your ideal version of your witchcraft practice is, and in the next, you might not even be able to get out of bed. And that's just normal um, in the way that our energy fluctuates and in the way our magic fluctuates. And so recognizing that whatever you're doing, you're doing the very best you can with what you have available to you, with whatever energy you have, with, with whatever time you have, with whatever money you have, all of these resources that we need, um, and that you're doing your best with what you can do <laughs> in your practice. And so, you know, if you if you get stressed out, or if you have conflicts, like with the people in your life, maybe co-workers, or your partner, or your boss, or your friends, or um, anybody, your children. If you have these conflicts, if you're stressed out, if you're not getting enough sleep, all of this stuff is going to be disruptive to your life, and um, 
and to your routine in general. So of course that stuff is also going to influence your energy, your, your magical energy that flows and make it difficult to maintain that practice because you have these other things on your mind. So, um, you know, we're all balancing our mental health and our physical health and our emotional health and our spiritual health, all of these aspects of our life. We're balancing jobs potentially, or maybe you own your own business or you um, work for someone else and you might be balancing taking care of kids or children or plants, a garden or something like that. You have housework, you have yard work, you have a spouse maybe or a partner or um, all of these different, you might be taking care of your parents or your, your children as I mentioned. So then you have this witchcraft and spiritual practice as well added onto all of that other stuff that you're balancing. And if you do experience these stressors in your life, of course it's going to get disrupted. All of those different things that I listed. Um, and if that happens, if, it, if your witchcraft practice does get disrupted, it doesn't make you a bad witch, which there's no such thing as a bad witch because that would mean that you as a person are bad and that is not true um, because if you are a witch then that is just part of who you are. So there's no such thing as a bad witch. And so that's what we're going to be talking about more and more about this inconsistency of what happens when that routine gets disrupted and, and why it's okay and why it's you can even embrace it. Um, so this idea of balancing all of these wants and needs and your responsibilities, it's it ties nicely into the idea of how to make your make more time for your practice. So instead of adding to your plate, and this is something I like to say a lot, instead of adding to your plate of all these things that you have to manage, to look at those things that you already do and see them as sacred and magical. Um, and in fact, your spiritual experiences become that much more meaningful when you take them out of the spiritual realm and take that lesson, whatever lessons you're learning, and apply them to your life and actually root them in your mundane day-to-day -day existence. If we keep the magical stuff separate from the mundane stuff, to me that that kind of diminishes the magical experiences. It makes them less um, impactful because they're not applying to the rest of your life. It's just this one little compartment that is meaningful. So instead we bring that over and you root it in your mundane existence and you see everything that you do in your life because you're a witch as witchcraft. So that's, you're layering these elements. You're layering the magic, you're layering the mundane and everything you do becomes more magical and sacred. You're, and when you create a ritual around managing your health or around doing your job, if you turn that into a ritual as something that you're doing intentionally or your relationships become a ritual or anything else when you turn those things into a ritual they become so much deeper and your experience of life just becomes deeper and more meaningful um, and that, ex that connection to your spiritual existence is enhanced so that's one thing that I just think is the the most powerful way to really bring magic more into your life um, but I also want to talk about how sometimes you just don't feel magical and you can't even create a ritual around the things that you're already doing, and that's okay. Um, before I get into that, I, I just want to say that there's this course that I was talking about before in Mumbles Academy. So in that, I share a lot of information about how to do this, how to bring more magic into your daily life, and how to create more space and time 
for your witchcraft practice. So I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to share a link to that. And I talk about how you can schedule time because really when we schedule our time, to re it reflects what's important to us. So if you're not scheduling time for your witchcraft practice, you're, not sh you're, you're saying that that's not important to you. So how scheduling time for it and setting space and time aside for witchcraft and for that spiritual experience, um, how that really does tell you, tells you in your calendar that that is important to you. And if you don't put it in there, then you're basically saying that this is not something important to me. And so in that course, I also share some time management techniques because sometimes it's really just like we're wasting time on things that aren't as important because we don't know how to manage our time. So things like the Pomodoro method and the quadrant method where you're prioritizing different activities using the quadrant method, you're labeling all of the things that you do in your day as important and urgent or important and not urgent, not urgent and important, not urgent and not important. So you have these four different categories and you label all of your tasks based on those categories and then you know exactly what to focus on and hopefully you're able to keep your focus always on the not urgent and important things so you're not always working in the urgent and important that's um that's where you get you kind of get lost in the urgency you want to make sure you're always focused on the not urgent and the important the category number two so i talk about that and how the pomodoro method helps you to really structure your time and um, I tell you about this witchcraft routine that, it, that you do in the morning to really set yourself up for success for the day, to bring that magic into your day from the moment you wake up, and that will just carry throughout the day. So that's in there. I give you some activities for that really don't have time um, constraints, so you can do them at any in any amount of time that you have, and you know you can make your own list as well if, if you don't like what I've created. But so that you can slip magic into just even 30 seconds in your day. Um, so all of these things, that's all included in that course. I talk about them in other blog posts. And it's free as of this recording, so you can enroll and access it. And then you can learn these techniques for making that time for magic and bringing that consistent routine. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk more about the inconsistency of witchcraft. And I think that the most important thing to remember, as I said before, magic is mutable, so it shifts and it changes. If you recall the principle of rhythm, it reminds us that everything exists in a pattern or in this repeating cycle. So as I said before, there's this cycle of the moon. The moon sh shifts. There's a, a peak at the full moon, and um, it waxes up to the full moon, and then it wanes back to the new moon and so there's this changing energy in the cycle that goes around and around same thing with the sun a longer period of time over the course of the year with a peak at letha and a um, weakest point at yule so seeing that cycle in the year and then the as i said before the changes in a life so an animal life or a plant life that there, between birth and death there's this like period of most vitality the you know, from the moment that you're born to the moment that you're death, and in the middle, there is this burst of energy. Um, and we see that in all life. So magic has these cycles as well. And your magic within you, how it flows through your body, has these different seasons and changes or phases, uh, wh whatever language you want to use. And this happens individually. It's unique to everybody. Everyone has a different 
cycle or flow of energy. Um, but there's going to be times when you do need to rest and reflect and release. And then there's times when you do need to expand and increase and um, push forward to push yourself. So there's these different seasons of your energy flow based on how energy flows through you. And I think if you begin to track your emotions and your just how you feel about magic from a, on a day-to-day -day basis as part of your routine, just mark, maybe color coding different emotions are different colors or an emoji or something like that to just track how you feel each day, you'll probably start to see these patterns emerge. Um, and it might take a year for you to actually see a pattern to emerge, a pattern emerge, um, because your cycle might be a year long, or you might see it after a week that on Wednesdays you're just really energized, but on Saturdays you're really diminished. So you might see it on a week basis, you might see it on a month. For me, I see myself being really energized at the first quarter moon around that time each lunar cycle, and at the third quarter moon, I just feel really tired and unmotivated. And that's just something that I've observed through watching the moon and through working with the lunar phases, is that this is just how I feel. And when I started tracking this, I began to see how um, I can plan for that. So at the first quarter moon, that's when I plan all of the things that I need a lot of energy for because I have realized that that's when I have the most energy. That's when I can do it. And at the third quarter moon, I try to not do anything that week. <laughs> I try to limit what I'm actually committed to. Um, you know, there's some things that, of course, I do every week or every day, but I try not to overexert myself during the third quarter moon because I know I'm just going to have a lot less energy. So if you begin to track your emotions and your interest in magic, some days you just might not be interested in witchcraft at all, you'll, you'll see those patterns emerge too. Um, so again, you might have this monthly cycle like I was talking about with the lunar, um, or you might have a shorter one like a week long, or you might have a daily cycle. <laughs> I mean, everyone has peaks during the day of when you feel more energized than other times. So you might have multiple cycles. Or like I said, you might have this really long year-long cycle, or you could have like quarter cycles where for three months, over the course of three months, that's when your energy fluctuates. Um, so yeah, just I urge you <laughs> to, to pay attention to these, to track these changes in some way. And like I said before, to color code your calendar and your emotions and what they represent so that you can begin to track when you have these peaks and valleys in your energy. And um, you might start to see that what you previously considered inconsistency or um, a lack of interest in witchcraft is actually just your rest time. It's your time for rest. And, and there's no sense in pushing yourself through that. So in this way, doing this tracking things, you might start to see that, you know, taking, taking a bath and, and letting your brain rest and reflect and just kind of almost meditating in the bath, not forcing yourself to do this, but just like letting it happen, this might be better for you than, you know, stuffing your brain through full with information and researching at certain times. So you might have a better success, I guess, with um, this taking an opportunity to reflect and let your brain absorb what you know and have these insights come forward instead of researching and pushing and trying to get more knowledge into your brain. And you might realize that, you know, playing with your pets is 
a much better use of your time than creating a sigil to bring joy. But both of these would bring joy into your home. Playing with your pets brings joy into your home because you're feeling joy, hopefully, when you're playing with your pets or your kids. And um, But you're not doing the same exerted effort of maybe creating a sigil if you're forcing yourself in that moment. Sometimes you'll feel like, I have to create a sigil right now, <laughs> and, to, and that's okay too. But if you do find that some days you need a break and you and you want to do something that maybe doesn't seem witchy, it's still witchcraft. And it, sometimes it's even more powerful. Um, because, you know, self-care is this ability to listen to yourself, to pay attention to your intuition, and to really connect with what you need on a soul level, so in your mind, in your body, and in your spirit, and being able to attune with that to know what you actually need. And doing these activities, like playing with your pets, or um, baths, I guess, maybe wasn't the best example, because that is considered sort of witchy in some ways, but you know, maybe just taking your regular shower and allowing your mind to go blank or playing with your pets or kids or anything else that's maybe a little bit more mundane, they might not seem witchy in the moment. It's not, you know, doing a ritual or casting a spell, but it can be much more powerful in terms of your spiritual life because um, you're not just half-assing your way through a spell or a ritual, you're doing something that you're actually drawn to do and that is can be more powerful. And so I'm bringing it kind of back to that idea of seeing magic in those everyday moments and pulling magic into these things that you just do on a daily basis, layering the magic over the mundane and not keeping them separate from each other, integrating them. And, um, and this on top of enhancing your life because you're seeing, you're being so much more intentional with the things that you're doing, you know, playing your, with your pets is not just paying, playing can't say that word, it's not just playing with your pets, it's an intention to bring more joy into your home, or an intention to have healthy pets because they need you to play with them. Um, and so this not only does that, creates this deeper experience of your life, it also helps you to align more with your spiritual vision because you're connecting on that spirit level in your mundane life. Um, and so then all of these choices that you're making, you know, we make all of these choices on a day-to-day -day basis. We have so many decisions that come up that seem insignificant, but all of them, you can con continuously make those choices that are aligned with where you want to go, with what path you're on or with what you desire going towards that direction. So, um, like I said, the, you might be seeing these moments of rest or not feeling particularly magical as inconsistency or some sort of failure, but really it's maybe more likely that it's just your natural rhythm. <laughs> you are just um, in a period of rest and reflection rather than um, a time to push and to expand and to grow. You're not in that phase. You're in this other phase. Um, and, you know, you can't force it when you when you don't have the resources, you don't have the time or the money or the energy, you can't force yourself through something that's not going to happen because you don't have anything available to do it. Um, and at the same time, you're not, if you are pushing yourself, if you are forcing it, you're not going to receive that benefit or at least not the same benefit as if you are in a time of pushing and growing and expanding. Um, you might, you probably won't feel that same benefit if you're in a time of resting. So 
in these times of rest, you know, this is a time for your brain to assimilate and to um, absorb and to reflect on, obviously, those that information that it already holds and to kind of sort through things that you've tucked away, you maybe forgot about. So your subconscious mind is holding on to all of this stuff. And when you reflect, when you give your brain a rest and you give yourself a rest, that's when sometimes your greatest spiritual insights will come forward because you're not putting external things in your mind. You're allowing what's already inside, what's the internal to come forward, and you can have these insights. People say that when you're in the shower and you're kind of just mindlessly washing your hair and your body and stuff, that you have these great thoughts come forward, the shower thoughts. <laughs> and, and that's because you're not actively thinking, you're not actively pushing or doing other things. You're really just doing this one activity and you can't really read or do anything else in the shower or talk to people. So that's when your brain is sorting through all this other stuff and these insights come forward and you have these great ideas. And that's the importance of these times of rest is, is that can be valuable too. Um, and of course, we're not always perfect. Life isn't perfect. So even if you do have these cycles of rest and growth, um, of expansion and decrease, all, even if you do start to see that you have that, there are times when you'll be off your cycle, when it's not doing what you're used to. So even when you've started to track these things, it might not fit perfectly all the time because other things come up and things that are not in our control come up in our life. So maybe you get sick, you get some sort of illness or disease, you have to, your your energy is going to shift and change because of that. And if you have a big project at work, you don't necessarily have control over when that comes up. So you might need to be pushing during a time that you really want to be resting. Or you might have um, kids who are home from school for the summer or for pandemic because we don't have, a lot of kids are home right now. So that is going to take your energy as well in a different way than when you have more like free time because they're at school or at daycare. Um, so whatever it is, whatever is kind of changing the way that your energy is flowing, that happens just because we don't have control over everything. <laughs> There's things that are going to come up that won't fit in with your cycle, with the way that your energy flows. And in those cases, there might be times, several months might go by when you don't have this capacity to actively practice witchcraft where you are attending to other things that have come up and you don't have the capacity, the availability of resources to focus on that area of your life. Um, maybe you're not feeling particularly magical in general or you're just distracted from it. And in those cases, there's no need to be hard on yourself. That's kind of counterproductive and nothing really good comes from that. So give yourself a break and, and allow for those times when witchcraft is just not the focus right now. And that's okay. Um, it's okay to focus on other areas of your life and not really push for witchcraft and actively practicing magic. Um, because there might just not be time available or other resources like energy or even money. And we only have so much time and energy to give to each thing. It's impossible to be at full capacity in all areas of our life at the same time. So there's just going to be moments where you're shifting your focus on what's important right now. 
Um, and it's okay if it's not always witchcraft. <laughs> it's not always at your focus because you're doing other things in your life that are also enriching your life. Um, because that's witchcraft is meant to be enriching. It's enriching. <laughs> it's meant to enhance your life in some way. And if it just becomes this extra burden that you have to do, that's not doing its job. It's not fulfilling its role. Um, because many people do come to witchcraft in order to take more control and to feel more connected to their life and their circumstances and to do what to claim the power that they have they come we come to witchcraft for this ability to be more connected with our world and with ourselves um, and so it's meant to be this sort of escape from all the things that are burdening us and if it becomes a burden then it's not really worth it anymore right it's not really doing what it's supposed to do so um, if you ever do find yourself like mentally berating yourself for not doing enough witchcraft or not tapping into that power actively, intentionally, then then it's not really enhancing your life and it's actually kind of harming you because now you've got this negative self-talk going on because you're not doing enough. Um, so that's that's not helpful and forcing yourself to cast a spell when you're not feeling it, that's not helpful. It's probably not going to work as well. and it's just stressing you out more. So it's okay to have these times where it's like, witchcraft is not my focus right now. I'm focusing on these other things that are enhancing my life in some way. Because um, witchcraft shouldn't be like an obligation. It should be something to enhance what you're going through. So that is everything that I really wanted to talk about with this idea of inconsistency. Basically that, you know, you can layer witchcraft and magic over your mundane existence that that is just one strategy to really enhance all aspects of your life, the physical and the spiritual. Um, and But it's also okay to, to take breaks and to focus on other things and not be actively participating in a witchcraft practice while you attend to other needs um, and other desires in your life. And in some ways you can do that, layering the magic over the mundane, and if you can't do that, then that's okay too. I guess I'm just giving you permission to not be so hard on yourself and that what happens happens and that you have this power to um, be more compassionate with yourself. That's all I have for today. All right, I'm going to sign off and I will see you all in the group. Bye. So you can find out more about this episode by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 011. And that includes information about the Making Time for Magic e-course that I mentioned before. So you can enroll in that and see some tips for helping you to make more time for magic. And, I, and the point of this really is that that is great. To, to focus on learning how to make more time for magic and to bring that into your practice. But it's also okay when you can't, when you just physically can't because you don't have the energy or the capacity. Join me next week when we will talk about the chakra system throughout the body and how this applies to your witchcraft practice. And make sure that you subscribe so that you are notified when each new episode comes out. To help other witches find this show, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook, 
at Mumbles and Things, and join us in the Talk Witchcraft Facebook group by going to talkwitchcraft.com. And when you join, you can chat about this episode and all the other episodes with other witchy folks. Wait, don't go yet! Thanks for listening to Talk Witchcraft with me, Maggie. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out mumblesacademy.com. Mumbles Academy is the place to be for intuitive souls at any stage of their witch path. Whether you are a wildling at the very beginning of your witchcraft journey and are looking for a safe learning environment, a creator who is committed to your practice and wants to develop your witchcraft skills even more, or a sage who is full of wisdom already and wants to share what you know with others, Mumbles Academy was designed for you. With monthly masterclasses and live Q&As, an extensive archive of courses and trainings, and a supportive community to help you along the way with encouragement and advice. Mumbles Academy is the perfect place for you to be as you continue on your witch path.